Hope you're having a good morning. I'm so glad you're all here. You're probably wondering why are you up here right now and where's Pastor Lawrence? Um, him and his family are out ministering in England and I'm just so thankful for what he brings when he goes out and ministers and also what they bring back. And um, I'm just also so thankful for their leadership and discipleship and mentorship in the lives of everyone around us. And the same with Pastor Chris and Jana. You know, here at Destiny, we believe in discipling and mentoring the next generation and just bringing up leaders. And so thank you. And I know Pastor will watch this later. Thank you so much. And because if it wasn't for them challenging me and when Pastor said, hey, um, I'm going to go have you uh, preach on a Sunday in November, I was like, what? You're crazy. Well, no, but if it wasn't then for constantly believing and challenging me, I wouldn't be standing here today. So let's give it up for our pastors. We are truly blessed. Well, I am excited, but um, let's just pray first before we get started. God, thank you for this wonderful day, and thank you for each and every person that is here, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you open up their hearts and ears to what you have to say, God, because I know you're wanting to have a conversation with them this morning, Lord. And I just pray that you speak through me in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Say amen. So if we'll just pass our books and make sure you um, sign in and get your note cards. You know we got to fill out our blanks to get to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. I stole that from Pastor. Anyways, um, the title on there is We're All on the Journey. And I know if you've gone to church here at all for a long time, you've heard this saying. I didn't come up with a clever title. I took it from Pastor again. But we're all on a journey. He always says, we're all on a journey trying to find our way. And that is so true. We're all on this journey with Jesus, just trying to find our way. And you know what? None of us have it figured out, right? I know when I was younger, I thought I had it all figured out. But none of us have it figured out. That's why we're going on this journey with Jesus, because he's the only one who has it figured out. Amen? And how many of you know that God can use anyone if you're just willing to let him use you? God can use any one of us if we're just willing to let him. It honestly took me a really long time to figure this out. It took a long journey with Jesus just telling me over and over again, God can use you, he can use you, I can use you. And I'm like, no, you can't. Because, you know, it's easy to get stuck in, well, I did this or I did that. God can't use me, I'm too young. I'm like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. And that's not true. I um, grew up here. I started coming here when I was 12, and I started going to church here, and then I went to school here, and then I graduated. And when I was younger, I was on fire for God. I was passionate. I was a leader. I let everybody know about Jesus. I wasn't afraid. I lived unashamed. But as I got older, that kind of went away. That passion, that fire went away. And then I graduated, you know. I was going to school for performing arts, and um, I moved out. So what do you do when you move out? I had to get a job. I was on my own and um, I started working at this restaurant, this pizza place, and I worked there for a long time. And as I, when I got older, I became a bartender. And um, I was a Christian, you know, I accepted Christ in my heart, but I wasn't really following Jesus. You know, if anyone would come up and ask me, hey, are you a Christian? I'm like, yeah. But I wasn't praying, I wasn't going to church. I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I definitely wasn't following him. I was going on my own path. I wanted to control my path, and I didn't want to let God control my path. 
You know, I would only pray when it was convenient. You know, when it comes in the situation, things start to fall apart. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pray. Um, so I wasn't really following. I wasn't a true follower of Jesus. But when I worked in this place, like I said, I worked there for a long time. But in my heart, I, know, I knew this is what I was called to be. That wasn't who I was. But you know what? It was good money. It paid the bills. How many know it? And God was trying to tell me, you need to leave your job. And I'm like, no, I'll do me. You do you. Um, literally. And uh, I, I worked with my best friend, and she was a pastor's daughter, and she's a strong woman of God. And she knew that's where she wasn't called to be either. And we're like, you know what? We're going to pray together. So she actually invited me to go to church with her. So I started going back to church, and I started having a relationship with God again. And when I started going back to church and really pursue him, God was like stirring in my heart. He's like, this is not where you are called to be. I'm like, God, I know. I'll write it down on my list of goals, and I'll pray about it. That's what I did. I wrote it down on my list of goals, and a year later, I was still there. And God came back to me. He's like, this is not where you're called to be. And I was like, I know. So my best friend and I, we kept praying about it. And we're like, we told our mom, and she was praying for us, because you know you need an army out there praying with you, right? Because we can't do it alone. So we're all praying. But there's this one defining moment when I knew it was time to leave. How many of you are football fans out there? Right? My husband is one of them. He's crazy. All I want to let you know, y'all are crazy, okay? Football fans are crazy. Nothing wrong with it, just throwing that out there. Well, um, at work, I had to control all the TVs. Um, and if you know me, I'm technologically challenged, so I don't know why they let me do this, because the struggle is real. So, uh, well, anyways, it was first come, first serve. If you ask for a certain TV, you got it first. Well, I was going on 13 hours. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was on my feet all day. And I really had to pee. So uh, I just had to go to the bathroom. And I was walking around like it was so busy. And you're like, you could have just went. No, when you're busy at a restaurant and you're working hard, you don't have a chance to go to the bathroom. So I'm like walking to my tables, like trying to play it off. Like, hi, what can I get you to eat? No, and I was like, they probably thought I was crazy. But... And I was just exhausted. And I had this one man. He wanted to watch this certain game on this one TV, but he showed up too late. And he started yelling at me. He's like, I want this game on this TV, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't like confrontation, by the way. I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm sorry, sir, because you know, customer's always right. I was like, I'm sorry, sir. Somebody already asked for that, so I can't give you this TV. And then they started yelling some more, la, 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 la. And inside, I'm like, hold it together. Hold it together. And I was like, you know what? I have to make the customer happy, so I'll get him a different TV and try to work this out. So I go over to the controllers. My manager is standing there, and it's really loud, thankfully, because I just start crying. And I look at her, and I'm like, I hate people really loud. I just screamed it probably a couple of times and she looked at me because I don't hate people. If you know me, I am a people person. I love people. But in that moment, I realized this is not, not the right environment. This is not the at right atmosphere. This is not, God, what you've been telling me. This is not where I'm called to be. My heart is beginning to harden. And it's time to leave. 
And like, I think it might have been like a week later or so, um, my best friend's mom called and she said, God said it's time to leave. And when you know she says that, it's right. I was like, okay. So we realized it's really time to leave. So we go up to my manager and like, we've both been working. She might have been working there for six years. I've been working there for four plus years. In the same shift every single day, we're hard workers. So they're like, we were terrified to tell our boss because how are they going to replace us? So, like the strong, confident Christian that I am, I walk into the office with my best friend, walk in there, she starts talking. Literally, if you want to ask her, you can ask her. She starts talking, and as soon as she starts talking, literally, I go back in the corner, and I freeze. For an hour, I literally was like this, just shaking. And all of a sudden, my boss, goes, Haley? do you have anything to say about this? Because he wasn't happy. And I'm like, <laughs> what she said. And I just froze. Like, nothing was coming out. I just was in fear. I was afraid of what he was going to think of me. I was afraid of what others were going to think of me. But there's something that he did say, and I wish I responded back. He goes, y'all are crazy. Because we both told him, you know, we wanted to pursue the call of God on our lives, and this is not the call of God on our lives, for sure. And... He said, this restaurant where you're working, these people look to you. This is your stage or your platform. <laughs> this restaurant? I didn't say anything, but now I look back. Huh. I want to just be like, really? Because obviously God had a different stage, a different platform in mind for my life. But I didn't know that then. If I would have listened to him, because I was considering maybe I should just stay here. But no, God had a different, something different in mind for my life and for my best friend's life. So, you know, we decided to leave. But how many know when you pursue the call of God on your life, there are going to be people who are for you and there are going to be people who are against you. So we had those people who were like, we're so proud of you. We're, you're going to do great things for God. We're here with you. We're going to stand by you. Then we had those people like, oh, they're leaving for Jesus. They think they're better than this. Oh, my goodness, blah, blah, blah. And they were just against us. But how many know? Whatever people say, you're not supposed to listen to that. That is junk, and that is garbage, and it's not true. And it made me think of a story in the Bible when Jesus was going to the disciples. And in Mark 4, 19... It said, Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. He was just saying, come, follow me. And in Matthew 21, it said a little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called to them, come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and father behind. They left everything behind without hesitation and followed Jesus. I wish I could say I was exactly like the disciples when Jesus was like, hello, you're not supposed to be here. Just come follow me. Just come with me on this journey. Let me take you on the right path. I'm like, but... God, really? No, I hesitated for a long time. I was too afraid. I wanted to lead myself, and I didn't want to let God lead me. I wish I could have been like immediately just left 
everything behind and just followed him. But sometimes it can be hard. But you know, when Jesus called out to the disciples in that moment, the disciples were young, okay? They are young, some were fishermen. Like who knows what their past looked like? If you're thinking of a disciple, I wouldn't think that Jesus would pick them. So people were probably like, are you crazy? But in that moment when Jesus told him to come follow them, or for them to come follow him, you know what? He called leadership out of them. He called leadership out of them during their mess. It didn't matter what their past looked like. It didn't matter how old they were. He called leadership out of them. And when I decided to, um, when I started coming back to church, one day my best friend, she's like, I can't go to church. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go visit my old church. And Pastor Chris over here, he knew me when I was that 12 year old girl who was on fire for Christ. He didn't know what I've done or where I was at that point in my life. He's like, hey, why don't you come be a leader? I looked at him and I was like, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'll get back with you. Yeah, I'm just, you know, visiting. He knew who God really called me to be. He knew who I was. And it didn't matter what I was walking through because in that moment, he didn't even know what he was doing. But in that moment, he called leadership out of me during my mess, just like Jesus called leadership out of the disciples during their mess. And if it wasn't for him, being in constant relationship with Christ, if it wasn't for him calling that leadership out of me, I don't know if I would be here because I didn't think I was a leader. I was a bartender. I didn't know how to be a leader. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to lead? Do you know where I've been? Do you know what I've done? I'm not good enough. All those doubts and things that would fill my mind. But you know what? That's why we just have to follow Jesus and let him lead us. And it's going to be, we're going to have doubts. We're going to have questions at times. You're just going to have to go along and, you know, just enjoy the process and let him be a part of that. So when I first became a leader, Pastor Chris was like, hey, I'm going to need you to pray. I was like, literally, I said this out loud. (laughs) I was like, I can't pray out loud. You're crazy. I wrote it in a journal and I just recently found it that it said, Pastor Chris told me to pray and he was crazy. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know how to pray out loud. We have students that say that all the time. I'm like, yes, you can. Um, I was scared. I didn't think I was qualified enough to pray out loud. But you know what? God said you are qualified. And instead of like saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I finally, I went up there, you know, I hesitated a little bit and I prayed and God did something through me that day. And like I said, it's so easy to doubt God along along the journey. It's so easy to be afraid and to walk in fear instead of walking in faith. You know how many times, like even though the disciples immediately followed Jesus and they saw so many signs and wonders and miracles, they still doubted him on multiple occasions. And you know what? Every single time, Jesus proved them wrong. Every single time. And there's one instance that really stuck out to me, and it's the feeding of the 5,000 in John 6. 
It said, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look to him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all of these people? He already knew. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. <laughs> Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed him. Like, come on, really, Jesus? We could work for months at a time. We're not going to be able to feed him, feed all these people. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with a five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? <laughs> tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. I love how direct he is. He's like, tell everyone to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. Not only did he feed the 5,000, there were leftovers. Why do we doubt Jesus all the time? When he proves us wrong, why when we're walking in a situation, and I know we can be scared, but why do we have to doubt him so much when he's like, just remain faithful, I promise you. It might not be your timing or on your time, but I will answer your questions, all of your questions. Not just one question, but I will answer every single question you have for me. Just trust in me. But so often, we want to be the driver. Or we want to be, you know, the backseat driver. How many know those backseat drivers? I'm one of them. Sorry, husband. Uh, like where you don't want to let somebody else control it. You want to control everything. So you become that backseat driver. You're like, but come on, God. But really? But really? Are you sure? Are you sure you want me to preach? Really? Come on. And he's like, no, I got this because I'm leading you. But... You know, sometimes when he leads us, he'll take the long way. Just like if you're going on a trip. I know if you go on a trip with your family, if you have kids or your friends or whatever, say like Disney World or something, how many know we get so focused on the destination? I got to get there. I got to get there. Or when you're kids, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And if you take your GPS, which I do because I'm directionally challenged, um, how many know if there's construction or if there's something in the way? I swear, that GPS will take you the longest way possible. It'll take you on the biggest detour. And it's so frustrating at times. And you're like, stop yelling. We got to get there. This is not on my schedule. Come on, God. I had a plan. I had a schedule. We got to get there. You know what? We get so focused on the destination, we forget about the journey. How many know the journey is just as important as the destination. The journey is just as important as the destination. You know in that time when maybe you're stuck in traffic or you're going the detour the long way? Why don't you take that time to dig a little deeper, invest in those relationships that you're in the car with. Take some time to truly invest in these people. Maybe God is taking you the long way. You're in a place in your life, you're like, God, why am I in this hidden season? 
Or God, why haven't I got that promotion yet? Lord, but really? You're like, God, why are you, I'm, I'm calling out to you, but you're not answering. Believe me, I interned for three years. There are so many times that I'm like, God, I am the oldest intern here. What are you doing with my life? Why am I not here yet? He's like, just trust me because maybe he has you in that hidden season. Maybe you haven't gotten that promotion. Maybe you're in this place for a reason. He wants to take the long way. So take that time to dig a little deeper. Take that time to pursue your God more. Stop trying to control it. Let him control it. Why don't you pursue him even more and ask him, God, what do you want? How do you want to use me? And just be like, God, what do you want from me? He's like, I'm going to answer it. But it's not going to be necessarily on your timing. It's going to be on my timing. So just believe in me. Just trust in me. Stop doubting me. Stop doubting me because there's those insecurities that just come up inside of us. Believe me, I know. Like I said, there's been so many times where I would just go back to my past. It's so easy. Do you know, once God's taking you out of something, it's so easy to want to run back to your past because that's what you know. That's what's comfortable. And God says, don't waste your passion on your past. Don't waste your passion on your past. Your past is in the past. It's behind you. It's who you used to be. Yes, like I said, your past may explain you, but doesn't have to define you. It's who you are, but it's no longer who you, God has called you to be. My past will always be a part of me. It's what can help other people, because I can tell people my story, because people need to hear your story, and I want to tell you that right now. Maybe you're afraid to tell your story. Maybe you're afraid, well, you don't want to know what I did. There's people who need to hear your story. We all come from different walks of life. They need to know where you came from. Don't try to hide it. We're not here to be fake Christians. Jesus called us to be real. So let's start getting real with who God has called us to be and who we truly are and start sharing our story. But start becoming passionate about who God has called you to be and not who you were. God is trying to raise up a passionate generation, a passionate church who will pursue him passionately. So let's stop idolizing these other things in our life and get rid of them because they're done with, they're gone. And you know what? I think one of the main reasons we are so scared to answer the call of God on our lives is because we are afraid of failure. We're afraid of failing him. We're afraid, well, maybe, you know, God, you're going to call me to be a leader, but then I'm going to completely mess up or I'm going to fail you. What do you know? We're humans. We're going to fail. Stop being so afraid of failing God because he's okay. He can get you out of any situation. He really can. So stop being so afraid of failing him all the time. Believe me, I fail a lot. And 
Um, how many you know I think God is a humorous God? And I feel like he loves to use me as an example on a daily basis, and I'm not always okay with it. I'm like, thanks, God. Well, so like I said, I became an intern, and I interned for three years. Well, in the process of becoming a leader and becoming an intern, it's a learning experience. And when you become an intern, there's normally like a stigma on you. Interns normally do something stupid. That's just how it rolls. We're dumb sometimes. You think, oh, intern, you probably messed up and did something real dumb. Well, my first interning experience, I did something dumb, really, really dumb. And for some reason, I think I'm just going to tell you guys about it. Um, and God wanted to make an example out of me, like I said. Well, um, pastor, when he was building his house, um, Oh, some people already know. Told you, it never leaves you. You do something dumb, it sticks with you forever. Anyways, uh, pastor was building his house, and I, he took us, he took a group of us to go see his house, and it wasn't quite finished yet, like the driveway, it wasn't finished yet. So he took us on this other path, this little wooded back area. Okay, well then later on after his house was built, the driveway was built. Um, we had this conference that we were going to watch the staff leaders and interns were going to watch on his TV at his house together the day before my birthday, just to throw that out there. Um, so I don't know about you, but I like to be places early. I'm an, one of those early people, not my husband, but I'm an early person. I like to be everywhere early, ahead of time. It's just it's a struggle. Well, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm getting to pastor's house early. And I'm like, I'm on time, I'm above schedule, this is great. Well, like I said, pastor took me on this different path. So I was following my GPS like normal, wasn't really paying attention. And if you've been to pastor's house, driveway, right there. Big as day, you can't miss it, right there. Okay, well I'm driving, GPS says, turn. So I turned, I listened. And I was like, oh, this is a little wooded area, but oh wait, pastor took a group of us here. This doesn't seem right, but okay, I'll keep driving. How many know when you're in the midst of doing something dumb, I don't know if it's just me, but you proceed to keep doing it, right? <laughs> you like, you're saying in your head, this is really, really dumb and I shouldn't do it, but you just proceed to keep going. Well, yeah. Well, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Okay, I'll keep driving. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, it's like muddy. His uh, backyard wasn't finished, by the way. It was muddy everywhere. And next thing you know, I see a pool. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't look right. So I park. I called pastor and I was like, hey, um, I think I'm a little lost. He's like, oh, hey, me and Tracy aren't there yet. So I'm sorry, what do you see? And I was like, a pool. He's like, a pool? And I, in my head, that moment it clicked. Oh, no. I was like, oh, never mind, Pastor. Um, I'll see you when you get here. Bye. I was like, Lord, I believe in miracles. I believe you are the Father. So right now, rescue me out of this situation. <laughs> Save me. I was like, okay, nobody is here yet. I can get out of this. I drive a Jeep that's a two-wheel drive. It's pointless. Just throwing that out there, too. So I back up. And then I get stuck. 
I'm like, oh no, at this point I just start bawling. I'm in tears. I'm like, this is the day before my birthday. Everyone's about to show up in the front yard where they're supposed to in the driveway. And so I back up some more. I'm like getting closer to his pool. I get even more stuck. And I'm like, ugh. So I get out of the car. I start like, now I'm covered in mud. I'm like trying to like push the mud out of the way. Like that's gonna help with my hands or something. I'm like, come on, get out, get out. And I'm like, okay, Lord. I realized I was completely stuck. There's no way of getting out of here by myself. And I called like Scott and then Joe were intern at the time and I was crying. I was like, come save me. And at that moment, I was like, God, it's my time to go. <laughs> Send me to heaven. I'm willing, just lift me up. No, nothing, it didn't happen. <clears throat> Next thing you know, Staff members and people start showing up. What is this woman doing in the backyard, covered in mud? And pastor shows up, puts his boots on, comes out with the shovel. And I think he said, you're so pretty. <laughs> Which means you're not very smart. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Let's get you out of here. It took a team of people to pull me out of there. I was so humiliated. I was so embarrassed. I thought there was no way to get out of that situation. I was so stuck. And then I had a group of people that came in. Yes, it was embarrassing, but they're like, you know what? We got you. We're gonna make fun of you, but we are gonna get <laughs> True story. We're gonna get you out of this situation. You know what? I drove out that night, still humiliated, thinking I drove past the driveway. I was like, how in the world did you miss this driveway right in front of your face? You know, it's because I was familiar with, in the past, I went on this different path. And so I didn't see what was right in front of my face. Sometimes, like when I was in that moment when I was needing to leave my job or when I was in this toxic relationship and God was trying to pull me out, he was right in front of my face because I couldn't see him because I was familiar with something else. And I couldn't turn to him because he was right there because I kept looking back at my past. And I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go the hard way. I'm gonna go the long way. And yes, I got stuck. I was lost, I was broken, and I was stuck. There was a group of people who could come together and got me out of that and pulled me right out. Stop following your past and start following Jesus. Stop following your past and start following Jesus. I feel like God is saying that today. Some of you are stuck and you keep going back to who you were. You know, there's a team of people here who are going to get you out of that situation. But you need to look to God. He's right here. He's like when he went to the disciples, when Jesus went to the disciples and said, come. Follow me. There's some of you, he's just saying, come, follow me. My hand is out, but will you, are you willing to take my hand? Are you willing 
to go on this journey with me. But when you go on the journey with Jesus, let's go all the way. You know, when things get hard, when things get tough, we're like, okay, God, when a bad situation or a bad report happens in your family, you're like, okay, God, you know what? I'm gonna get out of the car now because things are getting a little uncomfortable. Things are bad that bad are happening. I'm done. You can proceed to keep going, but I'm out. No. God has called us to follow him a hundred percent, not halfway. He called us to be his disciples and his leaders. He didn't follow just to follow him the half the way. Like when I was working at my job, I was halfway following him. And I'm not here just to inspire you. I'm here to empower you. I'm not gonna just tell him you can just accept Christ and just, that's it, not follow him, no. He's called us to dig deeper to dig deeper. So that means we have to go all the way. And you know what? God can use every single one of you. Maybe you think I'm too old, I'm too young, or you know what, I've done all that I can do. You are never done until you make it to that ultimate destination. And that ultimate destination is heaven. So until we make it to heaven, God will not stop using you. So stop giving up on yourself because God is not gonna give up on you. So know that he can use you in anything. So just believe that and receive that. And in John 15, 16, it says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. You didn't choose me. He chose you before you were even born. Some of you today need to hear that. You are chosen. You are his son. You are his daughter. And it said, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for for using my name. He chose you. He chose those disciples, even if people wouldn't have chose them. He chose them. He chose me, even when I didn't think I was chosen. And I just had to come to him and realize that, God, you chose me. And I'm gonna be your follower and I'm never gonna look back. From now on, no matter what happens in my life, I'm just gonna keep looking forward. I'm just gonna keep going forward, God, with you. And I look, I think now, and I look at my husband, and I look at this beautiful baby boy that I have, and I think, God, what if I didn't listen to you in my past when you were calling out to me? What if those people weren't around praying for me? And what if I stayed in that toxic relationship? What if I stayed in that toxic environment and I didn't get out of that? What if? But you know, I did. And you can too. Yes. And this morning, I truly feel like there's some people here just still stuck in your past. There's some situations that keep coming back up and you're like, God, I can't be a leader. God, you can't use me. And I feel like God's saying today, yes, I can. But he wants you to stand in that agreement. And I feel like right now, if you've been struggling 
with who you used to be, or maybe you're stuck in the middle of that past right now. You're just stuck in this certain situation, and you want to go that 100% with God. You want to go all the way. I want to ask you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but God did not call us to live comfortable lives. He called us to be uncomfortable. I want to ask you to stand right now because I really want to pray with you. If you're saying, God, I'm here. I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to go 100%, God, because my past is in the past, Lord, and you have a bright future for me. I'm just going to follow you all the way. And you know what? I want to have the rest of our fam church family stand with them because we don't do this alone. We don't go on this journey alone. We are a team. We are a family. We fight and believe together. So right now, Father, I pray over these people with whatever they're walking through, whatever they're struggling with, God. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that chains are broken, God, and you set them free because you called each and every single one of them a leader. You know who they are. You know what they are called to do. Maybe they're struggling with insecurities and fear. I pray, God, that they leave that behind and they, they just they look forward, God, and they walk with you because you can get them out of any situation and they are no longer stuck. They're gonna walk out these doors in a strong confidence, knowing who you have truly called them to be, Father, because you have set them free. You have set all of us free, Father. So I just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that chains are broken.